What is going on, guys? It is Duval Radio. We have quite the episode today. A lot of news came down last episode. If you guys listened to it, was the breaking down of the coaches that Urban Meyer has hired. Obviously, we broke down Urban Meyer a little bit. Um, we also looked at potential offensive and defensive coordinators, and then we went over the other five coaches that he already hired, including Charlie Strong, um, other guys like assistants that he brought in that I already forgot their names of in the spur of the moment because we're talking about the big ones today. Yesterday, the Jaguars hired their GM, offensive coordinator, and defensive coordinator. And we have a lot to talk about in today's episode. Probably be a little bit longer than the usual 20-minute episode. Uh, but let's go ahead and get started with the GM because this is kind of where all the football operations begin. Um, and this is what happened first yesterday. It happened in the morning. So we went ahead and hired our interim guy. Um, I'm probably going to pronounce his name wrong. I don't know if it's Balk. I'm pretty sure it is because it's B-A-A-L-K-E. So it's probably Trent Balk. I'm not too sure. that I didn't watch him when he was a player. So, uh, But Trent John Balk is the American football executive who is the general manager now of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He previously served as us for the director of player personnel and as the general manager of San Francisco 49ers in the early 2010s. He was also a linebacker um, at Bejimi State University in the 80s. So he has quite the football experience. He has quite the football mind. Um, obviously, he was hired because uh, Dave Cadwell, David Cadwell uh, was fired um, about week 13, I believe it was. I think it was after the Browns game. Uh, he was fired, and then Trent went in and served as interim, and I guess Shad Khan saw enough. But we will talk about here, um, right from ESPN, said this could be a one-year trial run uh, for Trent Balk, uh, basically because I don't think they liked all the GM uh, opportunities that were out there. You know, we could have had Lewis Riddick, potentially. So I think just bringing in the interim would have been smart, and a lot of people are saying that um, the plan is just to keep him, and if he works well with Urban, then there you go, sign him up. If he doesn't, then go ahead and get yourself a new general manager. Uh, they brought in Balk last year knowing that he would probably take over, and now that time is happening. Uh, so we'll see if it goes well. I, I think it very well could, but I would definitely agree that this is a one-year trial run. Uh, because he is an interim guy, he did get promoted, and he's starting off a new franchise pretty much with Urban Meyer. Uh, but it does it does make sense, though, because Balk has the experience that Urban Meyer needs. Um, he's an experienced executive who can help him do the adjustments in the NFL. He's going to help him with the draft. He's going to help him with the free agency. Uh, but there are two important things to know about Meyer and Trent Balk. Uh, the call to retain Balk was Meyer's. And it's essentially Meyer giving him a one-year tryout. Uh, and yes, he's been the interim since November 29th. But like I said, he did serve as the 49ers GM for 2011 to 2016. And uh, he was our player personnel last year. And of course, uh, the interim GM. Also, Balk was able to build a pretty good team in San Francisco. Uh, they were 51-44 and 44 and made three consecutive NFL championship games. So... If ever, if you're for wondering if this is a good hire, if it's smart or not, 
uh, Trent Bulk is looking good, right? Like, he has all the credentials that we wanted. He has the good relationship we need. And now this is his one-year tryout. Uh, pretty much for him to be on this team. I like it. Uh, one thing Trent did say is that he said there's no easy decisions in the NFL when he was asked about the number one pick and whether or not he would uh, pick Trevor Lawrence. And he said, I don't know if that word exists in the National Football League, so it certainly puts you in the driver's seat, but there are no easy decisions in the NFL. You work through the process, you do your best job you can, and then you make the decision based on the knowledge you've acquired. Um, anytime you have the first pick in the draft and you're making a decision that is this impactful to the organization, there's challenges with that. So it's an extremely important decision. I'm looking forward to going through the process with coach and ownership to make that decision. So don't worry if you're a Jaguars fan. Don't worry. This does not mean that we're taking Justin Fields. What this pretty much means is a lot of teams are interested in Trevor Lawrence. Pretty much any team out there that doesn't have a set quarterback for the next five years uh, is looking for Trevor Lawrence. And what Trent Bulk is saying or Urban Meyer is saying about it is, hey, if we get offered Deshaun Watson and a variety of players and picks, we're going to look at that. We're going to see what we can get. There's no guarantee, basically, um, is what Trent uh, Bulk is saying is that we are going to have Lawrence on the team. He said it's you, you're not just gonna bluff off uh, the next four months and then just, oh we're gonna get Trevor Lawrence. No, you have to look at the process and what happens. There's potential that we could trade away Gardner Minshew um, and get Deshaun Watson and like five first round picks and JJY, you know, well, maybe not five first-round picks, but you get the idea. There's no guarantee that we are going to get Trevor Lawrence. Now, I would definitely rather have Lawrence than Deshaun Watson, uh, just because it's something new, although Watson's a very good player. But like I said, it just depends on the package. There's no there's no 100% guarantee that we are uh, going to have the number one overall pick uh, when we pick in April, basically. Another thing is the alignment between Urban Meyer and uh, Trent Balk is the key to success for the Jaguars rebuild. I wrote that down because he's been fortunate his, very, uh, his entire head coaching career. He's always looked at everything that he's done as a partnership. Uh, that's what Urban Meyer said. That's why he hired a lot of his old executives and such. Um, so alignment is going to be a big word that I know our owner, Shad Khan, is going to use. Trent and myself, it's going to be a partnership. We're going to be aligned. Alignment was certainly the buzzword on Thursday. Meyer, Balk, and Khan used the word of derivatives 11 times at a 22-minute virtual press conference. It's just another way of saying everyone is on the same page when it comes to what they're looking for in players, coaches, scouts, style of play, draft picks, and how things are structured. Of course, Trent Balk has more experience than Urban Meyer in the NFL, having been the GM of San Francisco for seven years and worked with scouting and personnel since 1998. So... To me, this is the perfect high. Like, I really like. Like, I really like it a lot. Um, I would have liked to see. You know, sure, I would have liked to see Lewis Riddick. I would have liked to see some other guys and dive into them. Uh, but, but, you gotta understand, this is gonna be a good partnership. More than likely, all three are kind of on the same page. They all have an idea of what they want. Uh, bulk has the NFL experience that Urban Meyer needs. In my opinion, this is a pretty good hire. And if you're a Jaguars fan, you're not mad about it. 
Uh, you're probably not ecstatic about it, uh, but it's going to be a good pick. And I think the same can be said now about Joe Colon. We're going to go over Joe Colon. He was the, the defensive line coach for the Ravens. I briefly mentioned him in the uh, last episode. So we now have two defen- uh, Ravens defensive coaches on our team. Um, basically saying Todd Wash is officially fired now. Um, Joe Colon will be joining Urban Meyer staff in Jacksonville now. So third defensive assistant the Ravens have lost this offseason, which is obviously huge for the Ravens. But for us, we're going to learn a little bit about Joe Colon. So he's more of a 3-4 guy. Uh, so we'll see if the 3-4 becomes our defense now. Um, Colin is officially hired as defensive coordinator. This is terrific news. The defensive side of the staff is really coming together nicely. I hope this means they switch to a base 3-4. In my opinion, the 3-4 would probably fit our team a little bit better. We'd be able to kind of run with Devon Hamilton at a nose tackle position. And, uh, you know, we have stronger linebackers, in my opinion, uh, especially with Caleb on Chase on potentially being out there and maybe Josh Allen potentially being out there. Uh... We'll have to see. Uh, it's a great hire. A lot of a lot of people are very happy about the hire. Um, Joe Colon. Let, let's break down uh, another former player. Sean Considine said Joe Colon might not be a household name, but I believe he has a special coaching talent. His energy and enthusiasm for teaching is obvious to anyone that has been around him. He's going to push his guys, and I'm not surprised Meyer is targeting him. Get to ready to work, boys. Obviously, ex-Jaguar player. Um, so Joe Colon, then, if you don't know who he is, let's go over it real quick. He was a four-year starting nose guard uh, in Massachusetts. He earned his bachelor's degrees in sports management. His first coaching job was at the University of Richmond. He coached defensive line. Uh, he was also a defensive line coach for Memphis and Indiana University, and was promoted to defensive coordinator in 2004. So he progressed very well again uh, throughout the college ranks, which is obviously something that you look uh, you're looking into for being a, a coach, so to say, um, is that he progress through the ranks quickly. That's always good. That means that um, whoever was ahead of him thought well of him. Uh, in 2006, he was hired by the Lions to be their defensive line coach. So still, uh, he technically got demoted, but he also made it to the NFL. Um, under Colin, four different Lions players recorded career-high sack numbers. That's obviously huge. He made quite the impact in his first year. Um, then he went to Idaho State, though, in 2009, after three years, to be their defensive line coach. And then in 2010, he made his way to the Jaguars. How about that? In 2010, he was hired by the Jaguars as their defensive line coach. Under Colin, the Jaguars ranked 6th in yards allowed and 5th in yards per carry. Uh, Then he went to the Browns. He was hired by the Browns as their defensive line coach yet again. They recorded 41 sacks and allowed 3.9 yards per carry. Both were the best the franchise has done in the previous 18 years. So anytime he's been a positional coach, he has done very well. He was then hired by the Bucks as their defensive line coach under Lovey Smith. They rank seventh in sacks. Then, obviously, he was hired to the Ravens most recently for the last five years and has been their defensive line coach under Coach John Harbaugh. And now he is on his second stint 
and is going to be the defensive coordinator under Urban Meyer. So that was a lot to go through. But basically, he has had success every single place he's been. He's been the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. This is his 14th stop in his career since the 1990s. Yet he has done well in every single place. So we'll have to see if he can transition that yet again into a good defense. We have a lot of talent. We drafted a lot of defense last year. Obviously, C.J. Henderson, Devon Hamilton, Shaquille Quarterman, uh, I believe Josiah Scott. Not too sure. I know we drafted a late-round guy. Um, obviously, did I mention Caleb on Chase on already? Um, he has a lot of potential, for sure. Uh, I, I think he'll do well. We'll have to see if the defense changes to a 3-4 or not. Um, if you want to know his personal life, he has had a little bit of, um, you know, that personal life where, uh, you might get drafted around later because of it. Um, he was fired shortly after his hire at Mississippi because he was with a drunk and disorderly conduct. He was also arrested in 2006 for a DUI when he was with the Lions. That's why he got fired. Um, and he also drove through a Wendy's drive through naked. He was fined $20,000 and suspended by the NFL. So, interesting. Interesting man. But it is what it is. All right, let's talk about the final one. Daryl Bevel. Daryl Bevel is a name that a lot of people know. And he is now the offensive coordinator of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was the interim coach, obviously, last year uh, for the Lions. And things were much better for the Lions, so to say. So let's talk about that real quick. Um, Daryl Bevel was hired. He is expected to hire. He did hire. Um, sources tell me Mike Garofolo, several teams made a push to hire Bevel, who finished last season as the Lions interim coach, but he'll land with Urban Meyer. So we're not getting Scott Lenahan. This is good for us, um, obviously. Not getting Scott Lenahan is a good thing. Uh, Bevel should be pretty good with Trevor Lawrence. Um, he was one of the better candidates when we were looking at offensive coordinators. Um, it, it's good that it's not Lenahan. Bevel was a really good offensive coordinator with the Lions um, under Matt Patricia, and now he gets his chance to be a offensive coordinator for Trevor Lawrence and such. Uh, everybody pretty much saying that it's 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 a good hire. He uh, also developed Russell Wilson into an elite uh, quarterback, obviously. Um, one thing I want to look at here, Matt Stafford, his passing grade, he was 23rd in the NFL under Patricia, but under Bevel, he was third. So he he faced some defen decent defenses too. He faced the Bears, who were 14th, so obviously top half. Packers, who were 13th, top half. Uh, Tennessee, which was 24th. The Bucks, which was 8th, and the Minnesota Vikings, 29th. So he, they played a variety of good defenses and average defenses, and then one bad defense. And they went from 23rd to 3rd. That's quite the difference. A 69 passing grade to a 91.8 passing grade. That was Matthew Stafford. Um, so he, he turned Matthew Stafford back to Matthew Stafford, pretty much. He made Russell Wilson into Russell Wilson. He was also Brett Favre's quarterback coach in Green Bay. So is he the best option? Like, I think he is the best option. 
he's done very well. He's better than Scott Linehan, at least. Uh, so there you go. We got Darren Bevel. Uh, Marvin Jones, his reaction, by the way, he posted a little Grinch face. So we could see Marvin Jones. Maybe that means something. Who knows? It's just because he posted a tweet. It's because he posted a TikTok. Doesn't mean he's going to be on the team. But Marvin Jones is interested in potentially being a Jaguar, so to say. So another thing about uh, Bevel. Let's go through Bevel real quick. So he played some high school ball. Um, played in 1995 Hall of Fame Bowl in high school. He was undrafted, but he was hired by the Packers to be their offensive assistant. In 2003, he was promoted to the quarterback coach, where he worked with Brett Favre, as we mentioned. He then went to the Vikings, uh, worked under Brad Childress. He was the offensive coordinator. Uh, he was reunited with Brett Favre yet again, but this time being as Oko and having the play-calling abilities. They were 12-4 and that year, by the way. Um, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Bevel's another one of those guys where he's had success everywhere he's been an offensive coordinator. That's all I gotta say. He then obviously played for the, uh, coach for the Seahawks in 2011. Uh, that was where they had the various Jackson. But Bevel scouted Wisconsin senior Russell Wilson, so he scouted, he was only, he was one of the few scouts to even attend Russell Wilson's pro day. Um, and then obviously they, they drafted him in the third round. Uh, Pete Carroll said it was Daryl Bevel's project, and Daryl Bevel's project ended up winning a Super Bowl. So there you go. Um, they were 13-3, and 12-4, blah, 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 blah. They were pretty good. He was then dismissed from the Seahawks in 2018 after a pretty good seven-year run. He was then hired uh, the year later by the Lions to be their offensive coordinator, replacing Jim Bob Cooter. Um, he was assumed the title of interim head coach after Matt Patricia got fired. Um, and they, uh, won their debut game 34-30 once again. Uh, he was now, and then of course now he was hired as offensive coordinator. So, Daryl Bevel has had success everywhere he's been. Urban Meyer has had success everywhere he has been. Right? Joe Collins had success everywhere he's been. Even all the positional coaches that he hired, including Charlie Strong, has had success everywhere he's been except USF. So the final move then, we hired Tom Gamble uh, from the Montreal Alouettes. He has 30 years of scouting experience and was in Indy as a scout during the Manning and Dungy area. Um, as a Montreal Alouettes fan, someone said, the dude orchestrated the turnaround of absolutely lost Montreal Alouettes franchise into a really intriguing one. Honestly, he's a good one. The CFL puts you blind as a GM, and the Owls were in a bad place. He made a legit threat again. So once again, the Jaguars hiring good candidates. This has been a very good week. We've got a lot done in terms of coaching. And now the staff is pretty much assembled. Urban Meyer's done all his stuff. There's a lot to be excited about for the Jaguars. I guess now we're just looking at re-signing and free agency and the draft and that kind of stuff. I guess I guess we got to re-sign our players first, you know. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. No promise when the next episode's going to be. Usually we do two a week, but we had it where we only did one one week and three this week. Uh, so we'll have to see if anything big obviously comes out that's worth talking about, or a majority of things come out. We'll obviously make a podcast episode. Uh, but I'm not too sure what we're going to do next episode. We'll figure that out. Thanks for listening to Duval Radio, and I will see you guys on the flip side.